December 8th, 1980. Approximately 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Is on the line, and I don't care what's on the line, Howard. You have got to say what we know in the booth. Yes, we have to say it. Remember, this is just a football game, no matter who wins or loses. An unspeakable tragedy confirmed to us by ABC News in New York City. John Lennon, outside of his apartment building on the west side of New York City, the most famous, perhaps, of all of the Beatles, shot twice in the back, rushed to Roosevelt Hospital, dead on arrival to go back to the game after that news flash, which in duty um, we have to take. Frank? Apple Scruffs presents the death of John Lennon.
1971, John Lennon and Yoko Ono moved to New York City. Initially, they settled at 105 Bank Street in Greenwich Village, but eventually moved to the Dakota Apartments at 72nd Street. John Lennon spent most of his early years in New York being politically active, the likes of Abby Hoffman and Jerry Rubin. Most notably, his support of John Sinclair and the condemnation of the Attica riots. This political activity would garner unwanted attention from the U.S. State Department, who began proceedings to deport the ex-Beatle.
1973, shortly after Richard Nixon won his second term in office, John Lennon and Yoko Ono split. John spent what he would later describe as his lost weekend in the company of May Pang, Harry Nielsen, Keith Moon, and Ringo Starr. It would last 18 months, but during that time produced some seminal musical works of John Lennon's career.
During this period, Lennon worked with the likes of Mick Jagger, David Bowie, and Elton John, the latter helping John Lennon record the number one hit, Whatever Gets You Through the Night. Incidentally, it was the Madison Square Garden appearance of John Lennon with Elton, performing Whatever Gets You Through the Night, that was to be his last public appearance. Coincidentally, it was backstage after this concert that John and Yoko reunited. and sounds from above with songs and chapels Sunday mornings at 9 on 93.1 CFIS FM. Join me, Corey Walker, as I fill the airwaves with the sounds of heavenly gospel music. I feature a mixture of traditional country, bluegrass, southern, and black gospel, and even a little bit of worship and contemporary Christian music. An inspiring message from the Salvation Army's Heartbeat series is featured in every show. A songs and chapels Sunday morning at 9, only here on 93.1 CFIS FM. Forecast from Environment Canada for tonight, mainly cloudy, a 60% chance of flurries overnight, wind up to 15K, a low of minus 7 with a wind chill to minus 12. Friday, mainly cloudy with fog patches in the morning, then clearing, a high of minus 4. 
On Friday night, a few clouds, increasing cloudiness overnight, wind up to 15, with a low of minus 9. 93.1 CFIS FM, living in the past, and loving it. On October 9th, 1975, Yoko Ono gave birth to Sean Lennon. The same day, John Lennon received his green card, ending his four-year battle with immigration. It was also his birthday. John Lennon took a break from music after fulfilling his musical obligations with EMI to raise his son. The break would last until the summer of 1980. Basically, he likes to stay at home. And uh, and he doesn't like to do business, you know. Now, I never did business either, but I prefer doing business to staying at home, let's put it that way, or taking care of a child. I just can't do it, man.
John Lennon sailed from Newport to Bermuda in early June of 1980. The trip was harrowing, with the entire crew becoming ill. At one point, John Lennon took the helm for a short period, and it was during this trip that the musical muse returned to him. Buying some cheap recording equipment, he set up shop at Undercliff Villa outside Hamilton, Bermuda. He would work through the early mornings and relax with Sean in the afternoons. When I was young.
John and Yoko returned to the recording studio after five years to record Double Fantasy and the posthumously released Milk and Honey. John wrote most of the songs while in Bermuda, and the album was to be a dialogue between John and Yoko and their fans. And after 10 or 15, almost 20 years of being under contract and having to produce two or three, two albums a year in the early days and, and a single every three months, regardless of what the hell else you were doing or what your family life was like, what your personal life was like, nothing counted, you just had to get those songs out. But then it got to be format, and sort of not the pleasure that it was, and that's when I felt that I'd lost myself. It took something away from what I set out to do. I started out to do rock and roll because I absolutely liked doing it. So that's why we, I ended up doing a track like Starting Over. It's kind of tongue-in-cheek. You know, it's <laughs> you know, it's sort of a la Elvis and that, and I, I, I hope people accept it like that. I, I think it's a serious piece of work, but it's also tongue in cheek. You know, I mean, I went right back to my roots. Our life together is so precious. Together we have grown. We have grown. Although our love is still special Let's take a chance and fly away Somewhere alone We took the time, no one's to blame I know time flies so quickly
Lunch is served Monday through Friday at the Spruce Capital Senior Center. Their cook posts the menu daily with at least two types of soup and two types of sandwiches available. Egg salad and grilled cheese sandwiches are regularly served. Cost is just $6 for a sandwich or soup in a bun, or get soup in a sandwich for $10. The Spruce Capital Senior Center, open for lunch Monday through Friday, across from Rainbow Park at the corner of Rainbow and Liard Drives. Forecast from Environment Canada for tonight, mainly cloudy, a 60% chance of flurries overnight, wind up to 15K, a low of minus 7 with a wind chill to minus 12. Friday, mainly cloudy with fog patches in the morning, then clearing, a high of minus 4. On Friday night, a few clouds, increasing cloudiness overnight, wind up to 15 with a low of minus 9. This is 93.1 CFIS-FM. Welcome back to the music you grew up with. Monday, December 8th. John Lennon wakes to a busy day. First, a trip to the hair salon vis-a-vis on West 72nd. 10 a.m. Photo session with Annie Leibovitz for Rolling Stone magazine. Annie Leibovitz remembers wanting a photo of John Lennon only. Lennon had insisted on a photo of both himself and Yoko Ono.
1 p.m. Interview with RKO. This would be John Lennon's last interview. I'd like to make at least... I'm so hungry for making records because of the, the way I feel. I want to make some more records before a tour. So I'd like to make at least one more album before actually just making that final decision of calling those very expensive session musicians and taking them on the road, you know? And then I don't know whether it was Tony, the bass player, or the drummer, after we'd done starting over, he said, can we do this again? I mean, let's take it on the road. And that was the first time it came. I thought, my God, this would be fun, wouldn't it? And if we can do it in the way we've done the album, which is have fun, enjoy the music, enjoy the performance, be accepted as John and Yoko, then I'd be happy to go out there.
4.30 p.m. John and Yoko head to the record plant on West 44th to mix the single Walking on Thin Ice. While leaving the Dakota apartments, John Lennon stops to autograph a copy of Double Fantasy for a fan. That fan would later turn out to be his assassin.
Police arrive to find the assassin quietly reading Catcher in the Rye, seated by the Dakota entrance. John Lennon faced down in the Dakota lobby, with blood oozing from his nose and mouth. Not wanting to wait for the ambulance, the police decide to transport him to Roosevelt Hospital in their squad car. 11.10. The doctors attempt to save Lennon by opening his chest and massaging his heart, but to no avail. By this time, Lennon has lost almost 80% of his blood. While Lennon lay dying in his emergency bed, the soft sounds of the Beatles' All My Loving are played through the hospital PA system and heard throughout the ER. The doctor informs Yoko Ono her husband is dead. Yoko at first doesn't believe it. She then asks the hospital to wait 30 minutes before announcing the death. She needs to tell her son, Sean. At 11.15 p.m. on December 8, 1980, John Winston Ono Lennon is dead. He was 40 years old.
fluttering snowflakes caressing the night as children find dreamland angels take flight hello my name is gip forster and i'm a weaver of words and, and stories of christmas's past present and perhaps even to come they are not my stories they are stories that are written on the wind i have just collected them as christmas dictated them to me Brought to you in part by Dirt Denture Center three times daily here on 93.1 CFIS FM.